3: I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive.
4: Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear end on the
5: Plymouth work?
2: It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560, the source.
6: All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, thanks for joining us today, by the way. We do appreciate it very much. I had a great hour on Fix It Radio a few minutes ago. And if you miss any of those, in fact, Fix-It Radio you can hear on Tuesdays from 2 to 3 o'clock, or go back and listen to the podcast, all that's on drive-radio.com, by the way. And uh, Jeff Corwin with me today, JC's British and 4x4, so appreciate him joining us. And uh, sorry you're in here instead of outside, because it's just going to be one of those it's great nice spring day. days.
7: It's a nice day. I'll be at the shop a little bit later on and playing on some of our own cars. So,
6: How'd you guys fare with the storm?
7: Not too bad. I mean, it was a full day of digging out, and we just have a little quad to push the snow around, which that little thing probably got about four years' worth of use in
6: one day, but <laughs> we got dug out. I hear you. Okay, so here we go. One of the i got a lot of questions of the day that we'll be throwing at you here in the coming weeks, but today's is, in honor of what we just went through, I figured it would be worth talking about because, again, folks, I saw lots and lots of people out this past uh, weekend, uh, Sunday, Monday— I just wondered. I just all I could do is just shake my head. So, what emergency supplies should everyone carry in their car at all times? Winter or summer doesn't matter. What are those supplies? 303-477-5600. Thoughts?
7: Well, I guess that depends on where you live, right? You know, it
6: does. Yes, you know. I agree. And where
7: you're traveling. So South Central's, you know, a nine millimeter or forty five. And <laughs> good point. <laughs> good point. <laughs> oh, good. Very well said. Um. You know, some of it's not even necessarily the emergency supplies that you carry, but the awareness that what's already in your car can be used as an emergency supply, like the old floor mats under the tires when you get stuck in snow. True. You know, obviously for the off-roaders out there, there's a lot of uh, recovery tracks. Mm -hmm. You know, Max Tracks is a popular brand that are incredible for getting in and out of snow banks or loose sand. But the the awareness of what you can use that's in your car is uh, is a great little, um, that's what's in your mind is your best emergency tool.
6: Real quick, those recovery tracks, we don't talk much about those. Those are an item that really are uh, honestly very, very useful for a lot of individuals. Now, I guess explain those real quick to everybody listening, sizes, shapes, cost, all of that.
7: Sure. So, um, number of brands out there, but the recovery tracks are typically about three feet long, about a foot wide. Um, it's really just kind of a treaded board, if you will. Right. And um, hard plastic. Hard right? plastic, typically. Right. It started, I think, way back in the day with the old sand ladders, which were like military what right. they used to create airports, in essence, right. in right. you know desert areas. And people used to carry those after the wars, and those are aluminum, pretty heavy and kind of neat. But eventually, they've developed into these, you know, poly chain plastic products that can stay flexible in extreme cold weather, but stay rigid enough when it warms up to really provide that traction service. And they'll work as a shovel, and you know, they, yeah,
6: they're great. They are really, really handy. So, um, can you buy them in different lengths, or is it pretty much a standard one size fits all thing?
7: Pretty sure they're pretty much standardized. Um, most of the brands that I've seen are all very, very similar in that kind of foot wide and, and about three foot long sizing. Okay. Um, I have seen some that are kind of break down and fold. Um, and I even have a set of those. I did notice in, in deep snow on a trail, they really didn't have the same ability for flotation and support of the vehicle than mm-hmm. the solid ones did. Um, on the plus side, they break down and they fold and it's, you know, a a tenth the size basically and so it's something very easy to fit inside your your trunk space or you know behind up on the roof underneath rack, your whatever. seats or wherever you want to keep them
6: you sell them we do cost we do. roughly um not every, gonna hold you anything
7: yeah yeah Now everything from about the mid 150s for some of the entry you know chinese versions up to i think it's around 300 or so for a pair a for, really the, for like the max tracks brand which is generally considered, like, the, the industry standard.
6: Okay. All right. There you go. And, again, you can find that at JC's British and 4x4. Right over, really off of Santa Fe and Hamden. That's the best way to find them. They're right there. we got some announcements we'll talk about here in a little bit with a new place that we're yep. putting together as well. that will be right off Santa Fe, just a little bit uh, south of where they are now, but we'll get into that here in just a little bit. Uh, lines are full. As soon as somebody drops off, give us a call, 303-477-5600. Jerry and Greeley, your are first today.
8: Hi, guys. I, um... I spent about 16 hours idling in a snowdrift a few days ago, and uh, I was wondering if there's anything special I need to do maintenance-wise after that. Like, should I definitely do an oil change, or is that not necessarily a problem?
6: I don't know. that I'd worry
8: too much about it.
7: I guess maybe depending on how old the car is. You know, like if you're dealing with an old carbureted engine, sure, maybe more likely to do an oil change, but...
6: On a Honestly, modern vehicle like yours, Jerry, and not. I guess first things first, pull the dipstick, sniff it. If it smells pretty gassy, you may want to go ahead and change the oil. If it looks normal and feels normal and smells normal, I wouldn't worry about it.
8: Okay, it was a 2017 F-150 with the 3.5 Eco. Yeah, they're they're yeah, so
6: yeah. clean now that I yeah. doubt you're gonna probably have any fine. issues. Yeah.
8: Okay. And uh, I was high-centered, and I, I don't see any obvious damage. Is, is there anything in particular? It'd be worth having
6: somebody put that on a rack and actually look underneath it really good just to make sure nothing got you know, bent or tweaked or anything along those lines. I, I doubt that it did, but it would be worth having somebody look at it. I kind of talked about that this, this past week on the other show, Jerry, as if you know anybody was in that posi- situation, you know, hit a curb or was high-centered or anything along those lines. Even if everything feels okay, I'd still just, for peace of mind, get it looked at. Okay. Not going to hurt anything. Thank thank you very much, gentlemen. You're very welcome, Jerry. Sorry you were stuck. How would you finally get dug out?
8: Well, a fellow with a a four-wheel drive John Deere tractor drug me out. Okay. And, um, well, actually, he got stuck a few times, too. It was pretty bad. And uh, one of the tugs he gave me resulted in a pretty violent jolt. And I, I thought later, I wondered, could that possibly have set off an airbag?
6: Oh, it takes a lot. I mean, keep in mind that, you know, you know, even myself and all my crews, you know, pushing snow and doing the things we do and even running into some of the snow piles that you have to do sometimes to get things to, you know, move and do what you need to. I, I've never had an airbag go off in those situations, Jerry. So they're pretty, um, first of all, they know if you're moving or not. Uh, there, there's lots of sensors there is what I'm trying to get at that really understand what's going on with the vehicle and why that particular situation wouldn't set one off. All right. So well, thank you. You bet, Jerry. Appreciate it very much. I mean, yeah, that's one of those things that you always wonder, you know, especially plowing snow because you can. I mean, I've hit some, you know, this last storm. You uh, guys, a lot of lot of properties, by the way, it's their own fault, will not mark properties and or pay a provider like myself to mark the property, stake it out, so you know where the curbs and things are at. Well, when it gets so deep that you can't see curb lines anymore, you run into some occasionally, mm-hmm. and you know, you hit some of those to the point where you think that an airbag would literally. You know, blow up, but you're going so slowly that I'm, I'm guessing that all of the the um, algorithms and what they build into the car to know when to set one off or not, you haven't met all that criteria so it doesn't blow up.
7: Oh, it makes sense. I mean, I know old school was, you know, mercury style sensors for the vehicles, but I don't know what they've gone to now. I don't it's either, pretty, to be honest with you. High tech, you, you know, it's, it really
9: is. Well, that,
6: yeah, because they're even sensing how much weight's in the seat. Right. As to how to even deploy the bag now on a lot mm-hmm. of the modern vehicles, you know, newer vehicles. So yep. that's how that's how sophisticated uh, we've gotten. Uh, Randy, out in Detroit, what's going on, Randy?
4: Hey, uh, I wanted. To, I guess it's more of an opinion than a question from you. Uh, you know, most people, you know, typical people say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, I look at both sides of the coin, and I always look at the downside. That way, you know, uh, that way I'm prepared. I'd rather have it that way. Smart. Uh, but anyway, here's the story. Uh, my '99 G. Uh, Cherokee, it's, what, 21, 22 years old. I want to replace the ball joints on them. There's nothing wrong with it. Most people would say if it ain't broke, don't fix it. How many miles are on well, it? I, I, I missed that part. Uh, about 207. And that's one of the few things that have not been replaced. Yeah, at, no at, two,
6: at 207, I'd do them. Okay. I, I mean, I, I don't know that's even, Randy, good. if you consider that at that point, preventative maintenance or just you're, you're I mean, at 200K, you're due. If they, If they haven't been done by now, I would do them.
4: Right, I, I just wanted to quickly tell you the reason why, because I told you a long time ago I had a '78 uh, Grand Prix driving on the road. Luckily, at about 35, not on the highway at 75, and still steering wheel did a death wobble. Next thing you know, you know, I'm off the road. I get out and look, my wheel's sideways. joint mm. just came out. No reason that I understand why, It came out. That's why I'm kind of wondering. I don't want that to happen again. Is that a one in a lifetime thing? It, that stuff usually doesn't happen, or is it a possibility after twenty two years?
7: That, yeah, that could happen. Well, it's, I would, I would definitely think that's probably a one in a lifetime for actually separating the way it did on your. Uh, was it the Grand yeah, it Grand Prix? But um, yeah, on the Jeep, you know, the ball joint setup's a little bit different with the right. solid axle. Right. That said, the definitely the death wobble scenario is a common one. You know, if they haven't worn out and gotten loose, that they're. I almost guarantee you, as soon as you disassemble that and take the load off of them, you'll find that they're loose. They just haven't gotten loose enough to be yeah, noticeable too. from the driver's seat right. as of right now.
4: Right. So I'm not really throwing money away because it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at preventative maintenance, Exactly. I right, and yep. what happened. Yep. So not, not a bad idea?
6: No. No, in your case, I'd do okay. it. If, if you were my customer, uh, I would have told you to have done it by now.
4: All right, you got some idea of ballpark range what something like that would cost, and are those are those even available? Oh yes, oh, plenty,
7: avail- oh, very, very plenty much available, much available. There's probably even like upgraded, Ins- long life, heavy duty ones available at this right. point. Um,
4: right. You know, just stick. I mean, with ballpark, we looking at, like four or five hundred bucks, or six or seven, or what are we looking at? I what don't do know the
7: labor times involved with something I... like that. Parts wise, is probably not too bad. In your area, I definitely don't know. You know, thirty to fifty dollars a oh. joint for for parts, but labor times, I don't know off the top of my head.
4: Yeah, I'd now guess I'm four or and try and be safe with that. So, just I, a I guess. I guess. But, all right, you guys, enjoy it out there. Okay, appreciate yep.
6: it, Randy. Thanks, Thank as always. Uh, we've got a line open, 303-477-5600. John and David, hang tight. We'll be right back with you guys. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Can you believe how low
10: rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720 Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720 now, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage-safe, too. Take AIM, 720 500 where a reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720 500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by DOOR, NMLS 298191, equal credit lender.
3: Hi, this is Scott Watley for my friends at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. And not just my friends but truly the staff at lone tree feels like part of our family since 2002 they have provided the very best care for our pets what we love about lone tree vet is the services they provide covers all of our needs from preventative care dentistry, pain management, cardiology, dermatology, and eye care, as well as emergency and critical care. They also offer veterinary surgery and orthopedic care. And when you need to get away, they have a fantastic boarding lodge and a cat boarding lodge that is amazing. If your pet gets to go along, they can even assist you with your travel health certificates. And when your dog needs a little extra instruction, check out the K-9 Academy. They helped us so much when we got a new puppy last year. And then, of course, there's a spectacular grooming salon that you and your pet will love. All of this and more at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Oh, and check out the blogs to help you become a better parent at LoneTreeVet.com. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe that all pets deserve to have a good life. Call 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. It's just one stop and all the care you need.
2: Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low-tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket. With higher fuel cost and expensive repairs, this problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three Cs in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E P are as an engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine
6: with BG. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Jeff Corwin, JC's British and 4x4 on the west side of town here. Appreciate him joining us. John and Cheyenne, what's going on, sir? Hey, I hate calling
0: twice in the No, day. you're fine. Two different shows.
6: You're good. No problem.
0: Uh, so, first thing I never go out with in the winter, especially, but any time of year, is my common sense.
6: <laughs> good one. Yeah, always bring that along. It right? is
7: especially uncommon these yeah, days. Exactly. Yeah, good one.
0: Well,. If you don't think you're going to make it, is the trip worth the possibility of losing your life?
6: No. No.
0: There you go. That's the first question. No. But in my safety kit, and I've got a pretty complete one in my opinion, I've got a bag. I've got an old pair of hiking boots in it, a pair of good wool socks, a fleece vest, a a knit cap, and a pair of gloves. It's a good idea. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've got, uh, in the glove compartment, and John, we've talked about this before, I've got a, a, a dollar poncho and two space blankets.
6: Yeah, yeah. And you, and, so I, I've got pretty much everything that you have, minus, I, I will say, I, and I, I'm going to throw it in probably later today, I don't have an extra set of boots or socks, but that's a great idea. Yeah.
0: And, and even if you don't have extra boots, a, even no, if got you're No, got I mean, I just got an
6: old pair that, you know, to your point, just throw an extra old pair in there and always have them. Great idea.
0: Yeah. You know? And
6: so instead of throwing them to the truck, you know Goodwill or Salvation Army, throw them in the truck.
0: Yeah, and there I have them all in a bag because I usually take that stuff out in the summertime.
6: Mm-hmm. Sure, but
0: um, but underneath my back seat in my Ram, I've got a tow strap.
6: Yeah, I've
0: got yep. uh, um, a couple of bottles of water. Yep. wrapped in a. I got a forty degree fleece sleeping bag at Walmart for about twenty bucks. It's a Coleman. But it's like a blanket, but I wrap the water bottles in those. So they
6: don't freeze up.
0: And then in that... Huh? So they don't get all frozen. Freezing.
6: Yeah, good idea.
0: Always make sure you have some way to charge your cell phone.
6: Yeah, yeah, good one. Yes. Um,
0: Everybody says, well, my cell phone has a flashlight but if it's dead it's not going to work right i do have an actual flashlight that i check yeah i keep a rechargeable
6: flashlight in in the majority of my vehicles as well and some of those now are you you know usb driven to where it's super easy to throw a rechargeable flashlight in the console of most any vehicle and by the way everybody listening you can now do that napa sells them i got i've got a couple of theirs you can buy those for 20 bucks or so you do not have to invest a lot of money
7: Oh, I, I like the they, little uh, cigarette lighter rechargeable ones, the little yep. mini ones. Those they, are they super were handy and yes. take up no room at all.
6: Yep,
0: Yep. they work good, but a way to keep your cell phone charged, um,
11: sunglasses.
0: because The other day when I was out yeah. moving to yeah, one yes. the sun reflecting, oh gosh, if you don't have sunglasses on, you will get a headache, but one of the things people don't realize, if you don't have sunglasses on, your eyes can get yep. sunburned.
6: That's right. Mm-hmm. No, that's a great point. And, no, and, and that's another one and, that I usually keep an extra pair in there. But you're, I'm adding a few more things to my list to make sure they're in each vehicle.
0: You know, you pick up a cheap pair of polarized sunglasses yep. at Walmart for ten bucks. Store yep. them in the in your in your survival bag or whatever you're carrying. And then the other thing that a lot of people don't carry that I look to carry is uh, a candle in a number ten coffee can. Yep. Be- yep. Because yep. that candle burning. Will give you just enough heat to keep yep. you know you from yeah.
6: freezing to death. That's right. And you know other thing, one other thing that we've done. I've even tried it here. Dan and I did it before on our daily show. Is a can of tuna and a string, but it has to be tuna with oil. Believe it or not, that will act if, as yes, a candle. I remember when you did that. Yeah, you can use it as a candle, and when it's all said and done, you can eat the tuna if need be.
0: Yeah. yeah you know that's one. Of, oh, and the other thing is, I always do it in the fall is I get a half a dozen protein bars, yes. throw them in my great bag, one. Yes. and then in the, in the spring I'll take them out and use them for hiking or backpacking or whatever. So they get kind of get a rotated Yeah, it's
6: style. a great idea.
0: And the same thing with my uh, water bottles. I'll put them in in the fall and then in the spring, which I consider the spring May 1st.
6: Yeah, I me too. Yeah, no, I, John, it. I think you, I mean, I've plowed snow first part of May, so yeah, I agree.
0: 2014, Mother's Day, Cheyenne had... 23 inches of snow. Mm So anybody who wants to say, oh, it doesn't snow after, you know, you're wrong. Today's the first day of spring, and there's snow in the forecast tomorrow.
6: Yep, you're correct.
0: So, John, always have a good one. Always a joy, John. I
6: appreciate it very much. Thanks for calling, and uh, great tips. I'll add some of those to even uh, my bag of goodies. David and Bertha, what's going on?
1: Hey, guys. Y'all have touched on several things that just came to mind uh, on the survival candle for the home, I haven't done this yet, but a can of Crisco. You can't eat it when you're done, but you can put a wick in it. Yeah. And I've seen the demonstration. Yeah. I need to practice that one, see if it works.
6: Great idea. Because
1: you can have 72 hours with the full-size can, I think I remember reading. Great that. idea. The other one was on what you talked about, survival. I lived in Fairbanks, Alaska for a short time. And anywhere in Fairbanks, this was back in the 80s, if you broke down... You had to have survival gear because no one may come across you. So I always had survival boots. I had everything in the truck with me and since I've moved here I at least minimally have a blanket at least hmm. with me. And clamp on several other items. But the um that wasn't the reason I called, but it just it all came to mind just, it, we think we're in such a modern age where we don't have to worry about it, but when you're in the you break down you may not see someone particularly sunday that would have been a horrible day to find yourself stranded somewhere i would not you no you are no
6: the, all great points all of you guys are great points your, your guys are all spot on good stuff yeah
1: well i did i have one quick one red rocks or excuse me hunter safety course when i went through it years ago when i first got here he cited an instance in june there was a couple that was up by red rocks they were in running shorts only, tank tops, running shorts. There was a – it was in June, and a snowstorm hit. They decided to run out of there, and they died of hypothermia because mm. they couldn't find their way out mm. instead of staying in their car. Mm-hmm. He said if they had just stayed in the car, yeah. they could have survived. Yeah. So um, my real car question is, on airbags, I've hit a deer once, and it, the only time I've done it was in our – old passenger van it was a uh, minivan 97 and when the deer hit he hit at right where the latch assembly is it released the hood i was doing 65 middle of the afternoon two o'clock in the afternoon three deer right out in front of me in the middle of nowhere texas and i went how's this possible they're not mm-hmm. supposed to be out
7: mm-hmm.
12: point
1: is that hood went up no airbag deployed now is that because it was, at that time was that part of the bumper assembly is that where that sensor would have been located? Yeah,
6: you're probably too high on that one. It probably never, it, you know, in that case, the sensor never knew anything happened, most likely. You're too high. Okay. I'm guessing. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, that's, when that hood went up, I was black. I mean, it was, I thought I had blacked that's out. Just, I, I've had a few
6: of those instances in my day. That's not a fun deal.
1: No, and all I could do was look at the, um, uh, look through the gap at the bottom of the windshield, and everybody said, how did you not cross the line?" I, all I did was lock my arms in and realize I had to go right at some point without rolling because it was a two-lane highway and uh, safely got the vehicle off with the family. So anyway, you could be as prepared as you want, yep. but you still get surprises. Yeah, no, you're right. No,
6: good stuff, David, as always. I appreciate it. And all you guys, thanks for all the recommendations. It's great. I'm sure everybody else is uh, getting as much out of this as we are as well. Greg down in Arizona, what's going on, Greg?
12: Well, um, I've got some drivability problems with a 01 Chevy van. got a 5.7 Vortac in it. Replaced plugs and wires uh, about two, three months ago. Um, fuel pump was replaced a couple of years ago. Now, this is my symptoms here. I, 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 I just drove down here Thursday night into Friday. I, I fueled up three times. Okay. All three times, the first... Uh, Sixty to eighty miles until I burn off three or four gallons off the top of the tank, it would shudder and act like it wasn 't getting fuel uh, on any type of a one mile pole or a, a, a five mile pole or anything. After I burned off some fuel, it was fine Now, on my third fuel, my third uh, fuel up it 's starting to do it more it 's like it 's not getting fuel or I'm thinking fuel filter it's not throwing any well I don't know if it's throwing codes I have no idiot lights no check okay. engine okay. no uh no no service engine soon not, I have three idiot lights nothing came on all the gauges are in the green everything's fine okay but it's 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 shuddering like I'm I'm getting fuel starvation
6: when you when you go to fill up after you've been on the road like that when you release the cap do you hear anything is there any you know oh, air coming no out guess. of it anything like that no.
12: No hiss, no, um, um, I was thinking, uh, what, what do you, uh, the vacuum. Um,
6: yeah, I'm thinking maybe the canister's not working properly, and if that's the case, you know, we could, you know, there's a couple of different things I'd tell you to try, but if you're not hearing anything when you do that, that, uh, um, I don't know. 20, okay, so
12: it's a 20-year-old vehicle. Um, how long, the expensive option, how long will a, a cat converter last?
6: Oh, you could probably be in that, that you know realm where that would be worth looking at and checking, although I, I don't see the symptoms that you're describing in, in having to do with you know the way you're doing the fuel being related to a catalytic converter at all. A cat would be more consistent all the time. You wouldn't typically right. just have an issue when you fill up. So I don't see that being an issue. To me, and Jeff can chime in as well, but I think it's a fuel delivery issue of some kind. And it, it still could be you've got a... You know, an, an evap system problem, something along those lines, that's causing this, or you know, a fuel regulator or fuel pump. I mean, I guess the first thing to do would be have somebody do a complete, good, you know, check of the system. Where are you at? in you're in Chandler, right? Yeah, I, I live in
12: Littleton. I've been a longtime customer of Geno's, but I'm 800 and some odd. Well, I've got a, right? I've
6: got a client down there that's a great great shop down there, Greg. That I could send you to, and they'd be happy to you know happy to look at it for you. Uh, rattle it off. Uh, Shadow Mountain. They're over kind of in that uh, uh, northeastern, or sorry, the, the northwestern part of the Phoenix area, uh, not that far from Chandler. You could drive over there and see them. It's Shadow Mountain Auto Service. Okay, Shadow good, Mountain. Good I people, got. really good people.
7: Yeah, yeah, I was leaning towards right. kind of some kind of EVAP problem. Yeah,
6: and, and I think you know somebody getting a, a really good scan tool on it, running through the system, trying to figure out exactly what's going on would be the thing to do.
7: Yeah, yeah. Okay. And there's definitely Um, faults that can occur that won't trigger a light. So we're, you know, that is a a thing. If you if you go in there though,
6: Greg, and tell them you know me, uh, they'll take great care of you. I I talk to them almost every week. They're good people.
12: All right, good because I've asked you, uh, you know, uh, other parts of the country. Do you you know anybody in uh, South Carolina or something or this and that? And it's your show's been great throughout the years. I've learned so much. Sometimes I don't remember everything I learned. That's all right. uh, just to have people like you and the customers across the country. is like, you know what, yeah, it might be an extra 20 miles, but I'm going over here instead of uh, the local Joe they're Blow. They're good people. No,
6: the they, they, the Curt and Cindy are the owners. They're great people. They'd love to help you out, Greg. They're just they're good friends now, and they're just good people.
12: All right. That sounds good to me. Um, one other thing, twice, uh, which seemed like an eternity, it was probably 30 or 40 seconds, the engine kind of uh, derated and went into, like, a, a limp home load where it just would roll at, you know, 50, 52 mile an hour. And then it just kind of cleared itself up, and we're back to 70, 75. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, this thing has just been weird. And, um, you know, I, I walked it all the way down here to Phoenix, and, but uh, now, now we're here on the weekend. I was like, well, you know, I got to get this stuff taken care of because I, I think it's progressing. And it's going to get worse as as the odomer keeps ticking off you know so um i don't know it, it, it just uh, uh is, is there an inline fuel filter uh, there is on
6: that truck yes
12: yeah so i i, I don't know so shadow mountain
6: shadow mountain in fact i just I, as you were talking i just sent them a text message to let them know that you'll be contacting them uh monday greg okay okay all right All right, man. Appreciate it, Greg. Take care. Let me know how that works out. I'm sure they will as well. Craig and Wheatridge, hang tight. We'll come right back and talk to you. Kurt Rogers joining us as well. So, guys, hang tight. We'll come right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
13: the most frustrating part of getting your vehicle repaired is not knowing what they're charging you for. The team at Extreme Auto Repair has nothing to hide. Sean, Mike, Dave, and the whole team at Extreme Auto Repair and Parker want you to understand what's going on with your vehicle so you know how to prioritize your spending. They'll always be transparent because you're the one spending money. You need to know what's wrong so you can focus on the most important repairs first. Just ask, and they'll be more than happy to take you back to the service bay, open up the hood to show you what's going on, or hand you the part that's not functioning. Their philosophy is, why hide it? You might not know what to look for on your own, and the bill makes a lot more sense when you can actually see the part. Plus, you'll feel better knowing that they're not charging you for services you don't need. Take a look together. Schedule a repair now at klzradio.com slash extreme. Promise is kept.
5: You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm, but you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Inigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162.
9: Hi, this is Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial. You're listening to John Rush on Drive Radio because you wanna do what's best for your automobile. As a financial advisor who specializes in retirement planning, I help people do what's best for their finances, as they enter or prepare for that next phase in their lives. Events like 2008 and COVID-19 have had devastating consequences for many people's retirement savings. A healthcare crisis can derail a well-planned retirement if it's not taken into consideration. When I meet with my clients, we talk about protected growth of their assets and how careful planning can address unforeseen circumstances. For a Zoom meeting with me, Al Smith, or a visit to my office with social distancing, Call 303-744-1128 or visit my website, goldeneaglefinancialltd.com. Advisory services
5: offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisor.
6: Here we go. Yeah. Yep. Drive Radio, KLZ 56 talking about EMPs. We were there th- during the break, myself, Jeff, and... And uh, Kurt Rogers joining us now. Kurt, how are you, sir? I'm doing
10: just fine. Look at the weather.
6: I know. Beautiful. First yep. day of spring, by the way. So, yep. All right. Craig and Wheatridge, talking common sense. Do we have any left in the country, Craig?
10: <laughs> I'm beginning to
11: wonder, John. How are you this morning? I'm good, sir. Hey, uh, you know, with the conditions that we had in, in the Denver metro area on Sunday, I don't really know why anybody would have been out except, you know, if they were a mis- you know, so-called essential right. worker yeah. or... Yeah, I mean, agree. I, you uh, know, I'll, you know, I'll throw that look, into look even Monday morning,
6: Craig, when we've got all of the cities still trying to get things, you know, dug out and, and even myself where we're out trying to make sure parking lots and people are clear to go to work or school or whatever it is. Why, why did you need to be out, period?
11: Well, I did go to work Monday, and I went to work in a 24-year-old Honda Accord, front-wheel drive with Blizzak tires on it, yep. and I got to Kyle and back with no problem. And here's the key. We have lots of resources available to anybody that needs to travel in Colorado, one being the uh, uh, CDOT's uh, road closure map. Right. First of all, you know, you know, plan your route. True. See which roads are closed, which are not. And then you can look at the CDOT cameras, and you can see, you know, uh, what the road conditions are like, whether there's people out on the road, whether there's truckers on the road whether, you know, even some of them are even on video, so you can see right. how fast they're moving. Right, right, good so, point. You,
6: you hey, know, and, you know, and as far as Monday morning goes, main roads were pretty well done at that point. It was all the side roads that folks really, you know, were, you know, were struggling around with. But to your point on Sunday, and, and I'll, I'll be the first to say this and, and go right along with you, I, I don't really know why anyone needed to be out on Sunday, and I'm not joking. I was literally plowing some places Sunday afternoon where— In one particular case, there was a Chipotle and a pizza place open. And yes, believe it or not, there were folks that just had to go get Chipotle or a pizza at 2 in the afternoon on Sunday when it was snowing and it was a raging blizzard, but yet they still needed a pizza.
11: Well, just to give you an idea how bad it (laughs) it must have been, um, E-470 generally does a very good job because, again, they're privatized. Right,
6: right. Right on top of it, yep.
11: They're on top of it, and usually they have a little bit less traffic, so their plows are able to get their jobs done. Going down E 470 from I 70 uh, to Parker, um, you'd be driving along, and and you know you had a two or three inches of snowpack, obviously, and then but you really had to pay attention. There would be just you'd be going along, and all of a sudden there's a, a giant hump of snow right in the middle of the middle lane. That is a vehicle that has been drifted over. And yep. the plows had to plow yep. a path around it, so you had to either go left or right around a, you know, a, a drifted vehicle. Correct. And even I even saw an E four seventy plow stuck in the median down by Gartrell Road.
6: Yeah, yeah, it was bad. Um, it was bad.
11: So you know you, you just had to know again, and knowing in the vehicle I was in that I'm, I was not going to be able to go through any any kind of snowpack or snow drift, I had to watch. You know, again, pay attention to which lane I was in. Pay attention to whether, look ahead to the next off ramp if that was my off ramp. Some off ramps were completely blocked with stalled vehicles. So, you know, it was it was a constant, you know, reevaluating of your route and the conditions. And and like I said, I got to Kailyn back without any problem. Of course, it was better in the afternoon, but uh, you just have to be aware of the yes, conditions you and, no, and use the resources that are out there. And and you know. These guys in the lifted trucks, and I know you've you've talked about this before, they get the lifted trucks, they put the big wide tires on it, and all those trucks do is ride up on top of
6: They're the They're awful in the snow, point. actually. Nothing worse in the snow than a big wide tire. They're terrible. Exactly. They're awful.
11: So, you know, you just can't beat a good set of snow tires. Nope. That's right. And and forget about the customization. That's right. And j- just, you know, get, get your tires that have the little, you know, snowflake rating on them or the... Uh, the mountain range with the snowflake in the middle of it, indicating that those are for winter, severe winter
6: conditions, and, and yep. you're not going to have a problem getting around. That's exactly right. Good stuff. Craig, as always, I appreciate it. Real quick, also, everybody listening, uh, current weather report for this weekend, as we go Sunday into Monday, uh, 2 to 6 for the Denver area as you get further south, 4 to 8 inches, uh, maybe higher in particular areas, and then down by Colorado Springs, 2 to 6 as well, and out east, a so trace to 3 inches. So depending upon where you're at this weekend... You may be shoveling again. We'll see. Hard it's, to say.
10: It's March. Yes.
7: Yep. And so,
6: it can be a very snowy month for us.
10: And it's always wet.
6: And and it's wet and sticky and heavy and keep in mind we can even have snow in April as we yep. you know get through the the you know really I don't think we're safe until typically after Mother's Day.
10: That's the old It's kind shit. of the old, you know, you don't plant anything <clears throat> don't until then. That that.
6: That's just kind of the norm in Colorado for yep. you transplants maybe that are listening to me. Uh, You know, that's a a good idea. So talk to us about the the mortgage agenda thing. Uh, We talked, uh, Kurt, back in the Fix-It radio, uh, Jeff and I both did, when it comes to, you know, housing. And I said, listen, this is one of these things that affects all of us, whether we've, you know, whether you're a business owner, whether you have a regular job, uh, automobile. You know, we're talking about drive radio today for these, these, you know, these three hours on Saturdays like we do. But really, this affects everybody if there's any kind of a housing bust like we had back in 08. I mean, it affected everything. affected literally every walk of life was affected in 08, one way or the other. Yes. Do you see anything like that coming this time around?
10: Not like 08. We talked on Thursday why we don't see that. Uh, Could there be a settlement? Could there be a decline? Yes. Uh, I don't see that for 21. I don't see it if it's going to happen until 22 unless something strange comes up. No. Uh, There's just too much of a demand, and there's too many people working. The people that are not working now don't have as much impact on the economy.
6: Yeah, I've said that before. I mean, and, not, and I'm not trying to be rude or <coughs> no. or you know put anybody down, but a lot of the folks that we've got right now that are, you know, on unemployment or they're not working or they lost their job or whatever. And I realize there's some business owners and so on that are in that category. So I want to be careful; I don't just blanket everybody. But typically speaking, uh, these were not high earners that are now. You know, unemployed. Most of the high earners that are out there are still that way.
10: Well, you, you look at a car, you look at a home. When you look at a car, there's side business that comes up from it. There's the gas stations. There's the, the mechanics, the people right. that are fixing the cars. In the housing industry, everybody wants to do home improvements. So there's a ripple effect that is much broader right. than just the restaurants. Right. You're seeing a problem now with um, restaurants come in and they can't get supplies fast enough. Because everything's been shut down, trying to gear that back up is another problem.
6: Right. And I agree. And and, Jeff and I both have experienced this in numerous ways. Just the trades in general are so far behind Mm -hmm. that trying to find anybody to even come out and do anything from, you know, carpentry to HVAC stuff to, you know, concrete work to you name it, you know, everybody's behind right now. So I look at that and go back to what you said a moment ago. I just don't see anything falling off because of what I just said.
10: Toyota actually shut down. This is amazing to me. They shut down a factory in, I think it was Tennessee, because they can't get the supplies to finish the cars. So they shut the whole factory down. There's several
6: manufacturers actually that have done that recently. They
10: they can't catch up. It's just not happening.
6: How is that going to affect as we move forward? Because we talked on Thursday about interest rates. And by the way, it's something everybody else is always interested in because that does have an impact on... You know the housing world. Where, where do you see, you know, where do you see things headed? Has anything happened in the last couple of days that would indicate an up or a down tick in that?
10: Um, I anticipate that because of the concern that uh, the market is having with inflation, we're going to see the rates. Um, right now, they're still below two. They're yeah. not down to the two and a half that we had before. We talked about this on Thursday. Which, real
6: quick, by the way, for everybody listening, below two, and we're going to whine if they go a little over three. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Are we spoiled or what? <laughs>
10: yeah, a year ago,
6: we'd have been happy at three. I mean, I mean come on, really think about that for right. a second, what I just said.
10: We talked on, on Thursday about a $400,000 loan at 2.5% you could qualify for. If the rates go to 35 it's now a $350,000 loan. That increase in rates is what will slow the market down some. Okay. Is that a bad thing? Absolutely not.
6: Okay. We month? have less
10: than a month's supply of homes.
6: When I come back, one of the things I want to talk about with Kurt, which I always do on Drive Radio, because I feel it really affects a lot of you as listeners more so than maybe even my daily show, and that is the all-in-one, we call it asset manager loan, which for a lot of you that are self-employed and or just are good money managers, I think it's something that... Uh, would interest you. Uh, It's also a way for a lot of you that are in the car world and think about doing things with, you know, the automobile or even, you know, I call it banking on yourself to where even if you're looking to make some changes car-wise, it's a great way to do that. We'll talk about that as soon as we come back. Does that sound okay? You got it. You got any questions, call us 303-477-5600. Again, myself, Kurt Rogers, Jeff Corwin. We'll be back. Drive Radio KLZ 560.
2: At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every NAPA part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 NAPA auto parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NAPAonline.com for a location nearest you. NAPA, get the good stuff.
5: John Rush personally uses Novus Autoglass to maintain his fleet of company trucks. All of his trucks tend to be in the same place at the same time on Friday mornings. So every Friday morning without fail, John's local Novus guy comes by to check all of the windshields on his company fleet. That's at least 50 different windshields. On the spot, any new little chip or crack gets immediately repaired. Since John self-insures his glass repair and replacement, Novus offers him a discounted cash price. Even more importantly, John saves a lot of money in the long run by repairing those chips and cracks immediately instead of waiting to replace all of those windshields down the road. He'd much rather pay $40 or $50 per vehicle for regular repairs than pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars to replace each of those windshields. Take care of your company vehicles. Visit drive-radio.com novus now and schedule regular maintenance for your
14: fleet. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. Paul Leuenberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Leuenberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect.
3: Dot .com
9: bg
5: roof max in south aurora keeps your roof going strong with roof rejuvenation modern asphalt shingles are manufactured with less oil than they used to be so they dry out sooner leaving them brittle and unable to expand and contract with the extreme temperature swings especially here on the front range where your roof handles high elevation sun uv exposure and severe spring and summertime storms along with more than twice the national average snowfall your shingles wear out even faster roof rejuvenation with roof max could save you up to 85 percent Just one application of their all-natural bio-oil immediately adds five years to your roof, guaranteed. With up to three applications every five years, RoofMax could help your roof last 15 years longer. Save thousands of dollars by extending the life of your roof instead of replacing it. Call Dave Hart with RoofMax in South Aurora now at 303-710-6916.
6: All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, myself, Kurt Rogers, and Jeff Corwin, JC's British and 4x4. Let's talk about it for a moment. Uh, I think it's a big deal to folks, and uh, if you're listening and you don't know about this product, please contact Kurt and ask. Uh, This is not a product, by the way, for everyone, but for a lot of my listeners where you you guys are pretty uh, frugal, you know how to handle money well, a lot of you are self-employed, and I will say right now straight up, if you're self-employed, and you do not have the all-in-one or the asset manager loan, as we call it. I think you're missing out. Explain, Kurt. The
10: the asset the asset manager gives you the ability to access funds when everything else shuts down. Right. Um, and it does that because as you build your equity in your house, you can reach back and take it without having to go reapply. Right. Uh, if there's an emergency that comes up instead of trying to figure out where you're going to put the money on a card or take it out of savings, you just write the check. right. it's It's basically a bank on your house. It's, it's not for those that don't understand how money flows. If no. you're not disciplined with money, no. it don't doesn't do work it. for you because yes. you'll spend it.
6: Yes. but if Yeah, you, you'll find that motorcycle you really love and go write a check and buy right. it. That's not what this is for.
10: But if you're in business and you have capacity to be able to reach out and take out fifty or 100000 for a marketing idea or right. for a, a new tool you need, right. this gives that to you instantly so you can start turning a profit.
6: Well, or if you're that guy that on the side knows how to take that motorcycle that might be a really great deal or maybe it's got some small damage. You can fix it, flip it, and make some money. Okay, well, now we're talking a whole different scenario. And, yeah, in that case, take that equity, go buy the motorcycle, flip it, put that money back onto your all-in-one account, which then lowers the overall balance you've got, and you can continue to do that and see how you can chunk away at things.
10: I had a a couple clients who went out and put money in Zoom, left it there for six months, doubled.
6: Wow. Wow.
10: They were the ones that told me. They said, thanks, because this is what happened. I said, I never thought of that. Right,
6: right. Yeah, and and by the way, that's what this particular mortgage gives you the ability to do and again, as a, as a business owner, there's a lot of you guys listening that do all sorts of things. You've got even maybe a side business where you work a full-time job, but now have a side business, you're looking at, you know, how, how do I keep things going? How do I fund this? How do I hire my first employee? You know, how do I make all of that work? Well, this enables you to do some of those things that you may not be able to do otherwise. And we start talking on the car side of the fence, and I'm a big one on. You guys hear me all the time talk about, you know, maintaining your vehicle. The, I, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb, but I don't think it's much of a limb. I don't think there's a vehicle today made that if you maintain it properly will not last you the rest of your lifetime. I know that's a bold statement but I know there's some cases of vehicles where maybe they're not as great of a vehicle as others but we are in a day and age now where literally if you will just maintain and take care of the vehicle you currently own you can literally drive it the rest of your days. Am I wrong Jeff?
7: I don't think so I think that it's totally possible.
6: I mean, you you look at vehicles. Even your in your world, you can look at a vehicle even now that's 15 years of age, and still pretty you know pretty technologically advanced 15 mm-hmm. years ago. And, and there's some of those vehicles today are running around with you know 300,000 miles plus. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I I drove down a, a vehicle that I bought from my great friends up at Novus in Sterling. It's a 2004. Uh, Ram, uh, 5.9 diesel. It's got 262,000 miles. Yeah, I've done a few things on it to fix things up because it was just their old farm truck. But think about that. 262,000. It runs strong, doesn't use any oil, doesn't smoke, runs well. I I will get another 262 out of that with no problem whatsoever. Now, with me being an extra vehicle, I'll never get 262 on it. But you get my drift. That vehicle literally will run the rest of my lifetime, and it's a 2004. Yep. You're Almost seeing a lot more years old.
10: You're seeing a lot more cars with 150, 200, 250000 Oh yeah, definitely. and they're in good shape. That's right, yeah. because yeah, wh- people have learned to just you know do those oil changes, do that maintenance.
6: So my point with the all-in-one loan is, let's say you've got that vehicle, and all of a sudden you find yourself needing to go to Jeff's and spend five grand to get it fixed up. By the way, I'm not talking out of turn here because that can happen. If you've put off certain things, you go into a shop, Jeff's, wherever, and now you got a 5K bill. Well, maybe you don't have 5K sitting around in cash to go spend on the car. You don't want to put it on the card at 21%. You have the asset manager loan, which right now the simple interest on it is about 3.8%. Simple interest, by the way. The,
10: the, the effective rates 25 go,
6: bor- go borrow the 5000 get your car fixed, and away you go. And as you get money coming back in, you pay that off. Yeah. Yep. Follow me. Yeah, it's it's much that's easier. That's how this works. That's
10: exactly how it works. You become the, the judge and the jury as to when you take out the money, and if you that's why if you're disciplined, you you'll start to see the power of the loan. Yeah, and it's been around since 1999. This well, is not something that's no, it's new. not new.
6: It's been around a while, and you know, and I, I, I just used Jeff as an example. I worked on Jeff for I don't know a year or so to say hey, this is a loan that I think you should have, given mm-hmm. what you do as a business. Yep. You finally did. I did. Does it work? It works. Yes.
7: I haven't really utilized it very much yet, but it's there and I'm learning how better to utilize it. It's a different way of thinking. It's
6: a process, right? Yes. It's yes. Thank you for way saying of thinking that. It's outside the box. It yes, is.
7: it is. And I've always kept my finances very simplistic. <laughs> and so now I have to
6: Re- just rethink it a to, little bit. Yeah, yeah, I
7: have to rethink it a mm-hmm. bit. Learn how to use it so that I'm gaining the benefits of it. I I um, think
6: what you just said by the way, I think a lot of folks that get into this particular loan this asset manager it is it's a retraining of your brain to think wait a minute i've got an extra thousand bucks sitting over here why is that not put down on my mortgage right now Mm -hmm. you have to train yourself to say put that on the mortgage save some interest if i need it i can get it back immediately it's not like i can't have it in fact, you could put it there for a week if you wanted to. Yeah,
10: the the thing with the asset manager, it comes with a checking account and a savings account. So if you're not making, let's say, 4% on your your money in savings or in checking, every day it sits in this account, it's basically making that because it's saving you that. Right. So that's, that's right. when you start to say, well, wait a minute, that's lazy money. It right. ain't work. I got to move it.
6: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think for those of us that are business owners, Jeff and I, there's times where what Jeff just said a moment ago is exactly right. Even somebody like me, you've got to look and say, wait a minute, do I need that much money sitting in the business account right now at this moment, or can I go put it on my all-in-one loan? Even if it sits there for two weeks and I save X amount of money, why am I not doing that? It's free money. It's, it's a oh. disciplinary thing Jeff just yeah. mentioned a moment and, and,
7: ago. And it's, a, it's, it's that mental shift of, but there's this nice number in my savings account. Why am I taking money out of my savings account You know, to, to in essence, pay down this Death. other one right. and I'm getting stuck on what a number looks like.
6: thank you That's right. don't. You have to change <laughs> your whole focus on yes. the number now that you should be focused on isn't How much cash do I have liquid in the bank, but how low is that number on my mortgage? That's the whole key to this. Uh, How much can I drop my payment? That's the whole key. If you start thinking that way and utilize this correctly, you'll have your house paid off in no time and have equity used for other things.
10: For 30 years.
6: For 30 years.
10: You have access to the equity for 30 years.
6: So folks, again, if you're interested in this product and it's something I use, Jeff uses, again, I think all of us that have it, you you just keep learning daily the things you can do with it to make things even better for yourself. And if that's something you're interested in, give Kurt a call. Kurt, how do they get a hold of you?
10: 720-895-0500. They go to our website at aimortgage.net.
6: Okay, perfect. Kurt, as always, it's a joy having you. I, Thanks for all your support. I'd
10: love to spend more time, but that weather's way too nice. Uh, I'm go, go, out going like no. to go out and enjoy. <laughs> no, and, and I mean that sincerely.
6: Kurt's a great sponsor of our program, and if some of you listening – uh, you know, ever need anything mortgage-wise, even just a mortgage review. Give Kurt a call. He's a he's a fabulous sponsor, not only of Drive Radio, but Fix It Radio, the daily program Rush to Reason. If you like what you hear, it's because of guys like him and Jeff Corwin at JC's that we do what we do daily. And I, I appreciate not only Kurt, but Jeff as well. And, and I do want to thank, thank both of them for being here. Alright, let's do this. We're going to take a quick time out here, top of the hour. We'll come back. More of Drive Radio on the way. We've got a special guest joining us here at the top of the hour who has a great new website, And uh, it's uh, it's autopartsforless.com. We'll talk to him. It's a great place to find even some of those hard-to-find parts that some of you may not be able to locate on some of the older vehicles and so on. We'll talk to him in a few minutes, so don't go anywhere. Drive Radio's coming back. Don't go anywhere. This is KLZ 560.
13: Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.